Welcome to your Peak Performance Edge podcast. I'm Rich Sands. The sales presentation is a fairly common phenomenon in the world of, well, (laughs) sales. But a great number of salespeople believe that the presentation is where you dump all your stuff, try to dazzle the consumer, and maybe grab the sale. Now, that kind of self-focused delivery more than likely could get you the gig, but most often, however, I think you'll either come up short or create issues further down the line with your self-absorbed lecture. So what can you do instead? Well, for starters, you can look at the presentation as an opportunity to discover whether what you have actually met the needs of the person on the other end. At some level, your other focused presentation is the answer to their question, which is, well, what is up? As in, what is up with you? How can you help me? So in keeping with that as the goal, I offer you a four-step approach that I have wonderfully acronymed SUP, as in, what's up? S, summarize. Here's where we make certain that we understand the wants and needs of the consumers. There's no sense jumping into some kind of presentation if you don't know what they want or need. If you did a good job of asking questions, chances are you're going to shine in this summary thing. So you might say things like, so let me make sure I understand your wants and needs. Or, what I think I'm hearing you say is, or, in summary, you're telling me that blank is really important to you, or that blank and blank are really important to you. Now, to do this well, you have to have been a good interviewer. You have to have asked the right questions and not rushed been a good listener, asked open-ended questions, probing for motivation. So, let's take a real estate presentation. I might ask a great open-ended question like, why are you moving? And you might give me a lame reason like, well, we need a bigger house, or I don't like my neighborhood anymore. Well, I got news. While you may think you need a bigger house, and you may not like your neighborhood anymore, there's a motivation behind that. No one in the history of the world has ever moved because they wanted a bigger house. People move because of love, fear, safety, financial security, profit, greed, jealousy, um, improving their well-being, social connections. People move because of motivations. And if you understand the motivation, you now possess the keys to the magic kingdom of satisfying their wants and needs. So don't rush. Don't talk a lot. You should probably only be asking questions to the tune of you talking somewhere between a quarter and a third of the time. Probe deeper. Get clarification. The three greatest questions you will ever ask are, what do you mean? Why is that? And what else? Or is there anything else you can tell me? You understand you should have a deep understanding of what you have to offer a consumer. You should know your stuff, and you should know it up, down, frontwards, backwards, left, right. You should know your stuff. It is impossible for you to deliver what someone wants or expects if you have no idea what you have and whether it would match up or not. So to do this well, I think you have to be able to 
understand your things so well that you could explain them to someone who had no idea, someone who'd never bought insurance before, or someone who'd never sold a house before, or someone who'd never bought a widget before. And then you should be able to take all those things you have that you could offer that potential customer and break them down into bite-sized groups that make sense to them. Um, in real estate, for example, I could have an incredible marketing plan. Well, instead of just whipping you through this whole plan that I have, I might talk to you first about, well, here's some traditional marketing methods that I utilize. Here's some digital marketing methods. And by the way, here's my communication system and here's my customer service model. You should know your stuff and you should know your best things. You have to know your strengths. Your strengths are so important because your strengths is what is going to draw people to you. You're a fantastic negotiator. You know what? That should draw business to you if you're marketing the fact that you're a fantastic negotiator. Great at customer service? Cool. Understand the market better than anybody? Fantastic. Use your strengths in your presentation. Yes but also use them in your marketing and your branding to draw people and attract them to you and your business. P, present to the need. So just like that sounds, we let people know that the services and or products that we have do actually meet their wants and needs. The essence of the presentation goes like this. You need this, I have this, here's how it works or what it does, and here's why you care. Boom. Nailed it. Now, to be good at this, again, you have to know your stuff, obviously, but here's where you really have to know your potential client. If you've got one of those cut to the chase, get her done, you know, rapid, rapid people, uh, then you're going to have to be short and to the point and put your best foot forward. Because what they care about is, is this going to work? All the details are just extra to them. Whereas on the other hand, your accountant or your engineer, they're living by the details. So you're going to give them lots of stuff in a really well-organized, structured kind of way. For most people, though, there are two parts, I guess you'd say parts, to my presentation. The first are called talking points. Talking points are my coolest things. They're the best stuff I have. So if I have five appointments here in the next five days, each one of those people are, are going to get my best stuff. I'm going to tell them, hey, here's one of my coolest things. Here's one of my coolest things. This will really work for you. You'll really love this. But in addition to that, I'm looking for knowledgeable, focused, customized. So the customizable section is the things that I have that meet the precise wants and needs of my potential client. So I'm going to have talking points and then customizable points. You probably have four to eight things that are your coolest things. I might be able to draw out of them four to maybe eight to maybe 10 or 12 customizable wants and needs. And so in any given presentation, I may only end up delivering 10 or 12 things. But here's the cool part about the customizable section. I have my five appointments. Every one of those becomes a customized presentation. Knowledgeable, focused, customized. The next P, provide. Provide them an opportunity for reactions, feelings, and opinions. After you deliver your spiel, even if you do it in a nice interactive way, there's a tendency to want to ABC them, right? Always be closing. 
Well, try not moving on to asking if someone wants to work with you until you've allowed them the chance to express how they actually feel about what you have. Maybe ask you some questions. Maybe even disagree with you. To be good at this, you have to actually really want to care what they think or want to hear their possible disagreements or questions or whatever. I just think that if you're truly looking for an opportunity to deal with some of the potential obstacles now, up front, if you're realizing that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, you may pre-position some big problems that could come up later. You may have already handled them before they ever are or ever become a problem. So don't rush through this either. And don't think of it as a defensive thing. You're not defending yourself. You're simply validating your value. You're answering questions. You're making sure that they understand exactly how you might work for them. So there it is, four easy guidelines to the structure of your sales presentation. I'm Rich Sands for your Peak Performance Edge podcast. Sup? <laughs>